Alimony, alimony, paying your bills. This is sweet Melissa. When someone asks, have you paid your bills, you tell them the check is in the mail. This is Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast, WBCS, with Big Mike and Casey. Big Mike, take it away. What's happening, everybody? Hey. It's Hey. It's Friday night. Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. We're live in Studio C, the 118th World Series is on for our enjoyment hope you're watching it tonight yeah or if you're listening to it later in the week hope you watched it yes if you're watching live we are your alternative broadcast for the evening turn down the baseball game and listen to us that's what we're doing we listen to each other all the time is there no wrestling tonight there is it's going to be actually on fox sports one they, they moved it because it's going to be on Fox. And this is the first World Series in something like 20-something years that Joe Buck is not doing the broadcast. Wow. Weird. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty young. You forgot. I mean, people goof on this guy, but he was so young calling the World Series. I don't even think he was 30 years old calling the World hmm. Series. I mean, but uh, I digress. Sweet Melissa, great intro. Right. So she was making a reference to Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express and Big Trouble in Little China, which I ah. had her watch. Which she kept saying, "I think you made me watch it." I'm like, no, you would definitely remember this movie. Mm. And uh, it doesn't sound like you know anything about this movie. <laughs> we are gonna watch Big Trouble in Little China. Can I? Can I make a admission? Which nobody will be surprised. You've not. Seen no, it. I haven't seen it. Dude, it, all right, and it's a classic, dude. All right. <clears throat> oh, it's all in the reflexes. That's right. Thank you, thank you, uh, message board. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, all right. First off, it's John Carpenter. Did a lot of great movies, and not too long before this, he had just completed doing the John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell. Right. So it's them. Let's get the band back together, and it's got a great cast. Uh, it's uh, Melissa. What's the actress's name? And she's very young uh, from uh, Sex yeah, in the I City. Know. I was not ready. You know, the girl that was a little loosey goosey in Sex in the City. I know. I mean, she was the girl with the green eyes. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yes. So great cast. It's fun. It, it ties in like some Chinese mythology. Hmm. There's action <clears throat> and uh, just. Kurt Russell just delivers line after line. He's just got the best one-liners throughout the whole thing. But it hmm. keeps you, like, whether you are you think you're going to be interested or not, you will be. What year was that movie? 85, 86, right in there? I, I would say, yeah, that's somewhere around there. That's kind of the sweet spot in the 80s as far as television and movies, right in that mm-hmm. mid-80s. I mean, it, it moves along. There's not really a dead spot in the movie. It's really a well-crafted uh you know, directed movie. It, it just moves along the stories. You know, there's a story there. There's good action. You know, there's good chemistry between Kurt and Kim Cattrall. Uh, it, it's fun. I really, really recommend people watch this movie, but I, I could quote that movie though. The, uh, I would watch it again and again. And there's not many movies I say that about. And Jack Burton is a truck driver. So another movie where the truck driver is the hero. That's pretty awesome, <laughs> you know. Which yeah. I'm all for. I'm all for too, uh, dude. We have to watch this movie. We're gonna have to do this. Yeah. 
I'm surprised when you said you hadn't watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it, 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 I can remember how popular the movie was when I was younger in that era, but I never watched it. Never watched it. So yeah, I get to enjoy it as an adult. I mean, you know, Kurt, like a little after that, did uh, Overboard, where he seen that many times with Goldie Hawn. You know, when they got together. And uh, I've definitely seen that many, many times. It's a funny movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. The best part's uh, when he comes home, like the first time he left Goldie Hawn alone with the kids. And uh, he's like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> And the kid's like, like just pegging her with the grapes. Yep. <laughs> They're just bouncing off her head. I don't know. She's been saying that for hours. Those kids are so terrible. Uh, Reminds me of some little black kittens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They learned that they can jump on anything now. So oh, really? On counters. And, and yeah. So they're, they're, they're just exploring, having... showing their oats. Yes. And I'm showing how well the water bottle works and just squirting them off the counter. Oh, this is today. I know that. You all can't see it on the interwebs, but I yeah. have to show. Oh, God. Oh. Well, like, that needs to be cleaned immediately. Right. I, I take a picture wow. of it laying right by the kitchen sink, and then I'm like, where you're we, bad. Yeah, where we dry everything. So that right. needs to be cleaned. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's 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 get back on track. We have a hey. hard time doing that. But, yes. Hey, how about last night? The Bucks stinking it up, just Big like time. old school. Yeah. National television. And, I mean, the, the hits keep coming. Shaquille Barrett done for the season. Uh, uh, hamstring injury. Uh, oh, Tom Brady's getting divorced. It's official. Oh, is I mean, it? Is it official out oh, there it's now? Way I mean, it, this season unraveled, and yet the team that wins the South is only winning seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just uh, it. It's pitiful. I mean, absolutely pitiful. A game fell apart in the uh, second half. It did. Uh, they they in the second quarter and the third. Quarter yeah. Quarter. I fell asleep as they were losing. I'm like, eh. Right. It wasn't that exciting, was it? I woke up. Oh, is that the score? I'm going to bed now. Yeah. It's just uh, they don't play like a good team. Well, that's a problem. That's a problem. I think old Tommy Boy lost his. Um, what did I say? Mojo. Confidence. Confidence. Oh. Like, I think, <clears throat> I think Giselle. Well, it, it's more than Tom. I mean, Donovan Smith is oh, yeah. playing like Kenyatta Walker. Uh, and you don't want to play like him as an offensive lineman. Trust me. Can I say this? I don't think that Giselle is that attractive. I think Tom can do better. I, I've never got it. She's not, you know, she's you don't think great. she's attractive either. I think she's got very, uh, I don't know. She's, she's very handsome. She's very, oh, <laughs> Look, Tom's going to land on his feet just fine and have some broad. I'm sure he's uh, the least of his of course worries. He is. Yeah, but I feel like right now his football game says that he doesn't realize that. Maybe you should call him. Yeah. Hey, me, Ed, he's probably been to the Montecito text. a time or two. Yeah. Just let him know. I, I, I can't. I can't divulge that information. Oh, 
HIPAA. See, it, he's oh, a pro. He's a pro. He's a professional. No, it, sure. it's not. He's not running a hospital. It's not HIPAA. I know. That's why yeah. it's funny. Uh, he was getting an appendectomy. You know, he's <laughs> getting a oh. assendectomy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, more like a cockendectomy. Oh my! Oh gosh! He whips out oh, the old cockasaurus. That's what I think. Cockadoodle do. Cockasaurus Rex. The old Dictosaurus. Oh my! There was a, uh, and I, I think I've mentioned these, this T-shirt. Speaking of cocks and doodles, there was a. I believe this company's still in business. It's called Palmer Cash, and they did like vintage style novelty T-shirts. Okay. And they had a picture of a rooster on the shirt, just his head, with a little word bubble that says, rock out. <laughs> right. I was like, that's awesome. That's brilliant. That's so I wore brilliant. it at church the other day. <laughs> I wore it to church. I have a t-shirt that says, don't be a, it's got a picture of a rooster. And a lollipop on it. Oh, that's a right. A cocksucker. You wore that to See, your dad's birthday dinner. I you? did. My mom loved it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying yeah. to find one for her. I might just give it what I have. I just found it. <laughs> so I, on the way home from the old Montecito today, I stopped uh, and I got some plants for the tank. And then uh, there's a place called Ollie's. The discount place? Yeah, yeah. How'd you do? I I didn't see anything, oh, but as I walked, I, you know, I was just more scoping out. I was actually, I would have maybe got a little uh, light that clips, like for uh, when I'm doing some slot car work. Sometimes I don't feel like wearing my magnifying headset. You know, it's just annoying. But anyway. Store. I've never everything I, I we get flyers there's one he, here near the uh it's studio c it's, it's like, just a bunch of crap discounted it's yeah uh, it's closeout stuff they they yeah. buy closeouts like or over lots? over over stuff uh, uh, yeah i think it's a step down from big lots big lots would be like going to you know Saks Fifth Avenue compared to ollie's <laughs> you know the it's disheveled shits on the floor but you know you're not going there for ambiance you're going so there the reason why discount. I bring yeah, the reason so why I, I peed in aisle four. <laughs> yeah. Well, it brings me to why I am uh, discussing Ollie's is when we write our book, that'd be the perfect place to sell it because they have a whole book section. <laughs> and they're at a discounted price, so everybody sure. can buy one. Everyone can afford it. What books do you see? Any good books there, uh, Big Ed? When you're at uh, Ollie's, you know book? what? I saw the Bernstein Bears. And I was just thinking and I'm swinging on the noose as I walked by. I was like, I was like giggling to myself. You know? awesome. Poor bastards don't know how the book ends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. The, but Berns, it, it, the Bernstein Bears go to the insurrection. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Get arrested for taking yeah, arrested. a podium. Yep. The Burns, the Burns bear. Bears go to Woodstock '99, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so much first, it was so peaceful the first time. They're like, it what could possibly? Everything. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Bernstein Bears go to the calling of the Juggalos. 
Yeah. No, no one knows. Yeah. I don't know that. All right, never mind. ICP. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you kind of understand. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. But well, I, I got, you just, know what? I haven't made a Howard Stern reference in my. I. I it, it's very. I, I found this on accident. A quote from Howard Stern on Led Zeppelin two. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, um, share later. Share later. Absolutely. That's going to be part of the rock and roll retrospective. Retrospective. A little later on in the show. Our most popular segment, by the way. So hang in there. You know, just the most consistent segment. That it is, Big Ed, because of you. So, folks, you just have to hold on listening to. That was a little teaser. Yeah. Wah wah. Yeah, news at 11. You just have to listen to our rambling for a little while longer to get to the good part of the show so i appreciate you'll have to listen to the simply slam too and uh jimmy the woke at some point let me see if my megaphone's working how's that does that sound a little more like jimmy the woke no well it sounds like subway i think uh jimmy the woke's gonna come in loud and clear i mean listen listen let, let me let me do a little uh introduction uh, if you haven't listened in a while or you hadn't gone back to download all the episodes, uh, Jimmy the Woke is our uh, sports prognosticator and our top, top sports predictor. If you hung with them through the NFL playoffs, you're sitting on fat you're stacks right money. now. That's right. Fat stacks. He's beating everybody. Um, so without further ado, to talk about the World Series – Jimmy the Woke. Jimmy, welcome back. What is up? Ah, it's Jimmy the Woke. I, you know what I heard? I heard Jimmy the Woke is like fourth cousin to Jimmy the Greek. Hmm. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, um, glad to know that. Is he related to Subway? Because I can't hear him either. Oh, 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 is that what it is, eh? Oh, it's coming. You're coming in clearer. You sound closer. And closer. Yay. All right. All right, Jimmy. Jimmy the woke is here, so it, it, it's all right. I, I could hear him. I could hear him. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. And Santa Claus. So, Jimmy, what do you think of the hundred and eighteenth World Series? All right. So I had to break this down because honestly, this was not easy to pick. Uh, now I know the Phillies had like eighty-seven wins uh, in the regular season. But they showed up in the postseason, literally. And their offense is slept on big time. I mean, obviously you have Bryce Harper. He's a stud player. You have Kyle Schwarber, who's a great power hitter. Reese Hoskins, he showed up in the postseason. He did amazing. Uh, Nick Castellanos was pretty good at one point. He's still pretty good, I would say. Um, he's just now a curse, um, a baseball game now. Um, hey, Woke, what about Altuve? His bat is silent. I think he went three for 32 so far. Yeah, I'll get to the Astros in just one second. Um, okay. Um, so then you uh, you also have some other players on that team. Um, and um, the pitching-wise, Zach Wheeler, amazing. He's been amazing ever since he left the Mets. Um, mm. Aaron Nola has all has – been good for his entire Ariola. No, Aaron Nola. He's been good for his entire career with the Phillies. Um, 
We'll get to areolas later in the show. <laughs> yes. Get your hands oh, off God. your nipples. I mean, your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Come on, Melissa. <laughs> um, and then you have Ranger Suarez, and, and in my opinion, I think Ranger she Suarez thinks she's at the nudist colony where you could just touch yourself. <laughs> Uh, by the way, there's an update on that. We are still working on getting uh, a in-colony okay. reporter with Sweet Melissa and Lady Jill. Okay. So Definitely that's just breaking news. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> Great to know. Uh, thank you, Get Big Mike. Um, anyways, uh, Ranger Tagoras, I think, is very underrated. Um, Noah Syndergaard, he's been pretty good for the Phillies ever since he got traded from L.A. Uh, the relief pitching, though, has been better um, ever since Rob Thompson took over as manager. And speaking of Rob Thompson, he's done amazing at, at taking over Joe Girardi. Uh, they, they were terrible under Joe Girardi, and then Rob Thompson comes in as the manager, and they have completely changed, and they look really, really good. So, Verlander just struck out Harper looking at a high fastball. He's reaching, and it it created a lot of wind, and now he is walking back. <laughs> um, and then speaking of the Astros, yeah, we got the Astros here, the offense. Uh, Big Ed just mentioned Jose Altuve has been completely booty in the playoffs. You, you, yeah, that's right. That's right. Booty. Well, booty. defensively, booty. you know, he's there, but. His bat. He's there. Yeah, his bat. He's obviously there, but offensively. Yeah, his bat is somewhere in the dugout still, I guess. I'm yeah, sure. uh, I wonder if it's banging the trash. Oh, my. That was. Wow, that was double shin Rami with the. Uh, pot stickers. Mm. Delicious. I call it heart attack in the ball, but anyway. Meanwhile, yeah, hold, hold, hold. Jimmy the Woke's just in the background. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let Jimmy the Woke finish his, you know, thing. Let's get through this bit. Oh, my. This bit's going off the rails. Yeah. Jimmy the Woke, into the microphone. Into the microphone, please. Yes. For for all of, for God's sakes, for the sake of all of our listeners. All right. Jeremy Pena, the shortstop rookie who took over Correa, Carlos Correa after after leaving the Astros, has been phenomenal rookie rookie regular season wise and in the postseason, he's done phenomenal. Uh, I will say this: the Phillies' offense, I think, is a little better than the Astros. Um, and for the pitching wise, for the Astros, Justin Verlander, he he's amazing. Uh, let's let's just get out of the way. He he is an amazing pitcher. Um, he he's a great pitcher, just kind of <clears throat> especially for his age too. He's like what 30, 30, 38, I think 30, 38, 39, somewhere around there. Thirty nine. He's done amazing so far. Um, he's done amazing. I, I'll say that. Uh, I will say this. Uh, you you also have some other great starting pitchers. Um, Luis Garcia, uh, Lance McCullers, um, Christian Javier. Uh, I think it's Javier, but we'll, we'll call, yeah, Javier, Christian Javier, he's been done great. Um, Jose Urquidy, he's a great starting pitcher as well. Uh, and then you get to relief pitching. I mean, that relief pitching is great overall, 
all together. I'm not. I mean, there's not really a like a notable guy because all of them have done really well. Um, like combined, I will say that Houston's pitching is slightly better than Philly, uh, only because of the relief pitching. Um, Houston's relief pitching is great. Philly. Philly's relief pitching can be a little shaky at some times, and it's been shaky for a couple years. Yep. Um, now, I had to break it down, and, you know, Dusty Baker's also a great manager who has, I think is, in my opinion, the greatest manager to not win a World Series. Mm. Um, I can't think of any other uh, managers. Um, and Dusty has... Tucking many teams far into, uh, in, into the postseason. I mean, you he was part of that Giants team with Jeff Kent and st- steroid bonds, but um, um, he has yet to win one. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I think that this World Series will be Dusty Baker's uh, legacy cemented. Um, I think the Astros will be your 2022 World Series champions. I think they will win in six games. Wow. There you have it, everyone. Jimmy the Woke has spoken. Do you think Dusty Astros in six. Do I think Dusty retires? Ooh, that's a good question. Because he did say, I'll say this. Dusty Baker has said that the Astros are going to be the last team that he manages. After the, like, I don't know, like... If he's gonna retire right after the series, if they win, or if he's gonna play out through his contract, which I don't even know how long he has left with the uh, Astros. So, hmm. they love they love him. They love no. I I guarantee you, he's a great manager. Well, he was the right guy to come in. I think there are very few managers you could have brought in after what was going on in Houston. Uh, being in the spotlight with the cheating scandal. I, I think there's a very short list. I think he's one, and I think, honestly, the only other manager could have probably walked in was Davey Johnson. But, you know, Davey, I think, is a few years older than, um, you know, Dusty, and he, he definitely wasn't going to come out of retirement. But I, I think it was a very short list of having the right temperament and guys just get him just focused on playing the game and, you know, having a joy for it. When's the last time that Davey Johnson has managed a MLB team? Uh, wasn't really that long ago. I would say about eight years ago. He he was managing. Actually, he got replaced uh, in Washington um, by uh, Dusty Baker. Dusty, Dusty Baker. Oh, maybe there was a two season in between because yeah. they went through managers pretty quick. Because yeah, du- Dusty was very short in Washington, which I thought he got a raw deal there, and I think they had like back to back like ninety one seasons, and then they fired him. Yeah, because they couldn't do anything in the playoffs. It, it happens, so I mean that that's just that's I mean Brooklyn Dodgers had to lose every year before they figure out you know how to. Uh, win a World Series, and that's just sometimes baseball is like that. You you have to lose to learn how to win. Um, you know, uh, some of these team sports you see it in hockey a lot. You know, teams that will just inch along 
you know, bracket by bracket, but then they just heartbreak loss, heartbreak loss, and they figure out how to win as a team. Happened with the Islanders in the 70s. Happened with the the, the Lightning now, you know. They had to lose to win. It happens in baseball, though. But yeah, I think that's the case in many sports. Yeah. Well, you know. What do you mean? They weren't good before. Taking back-to-back conference finals and just straight up collapsing. What do you mean uh, the four straight Stanley Cups was the only uh, United States team to do that? They had to lose. All right, all right, look, look. All right, look, look. I need you to throttle back a little bit. I Look, I, I was making a reference to what was going on in history. Yeah. Uh, but the Islanders – had heartbreaking losses leading to the four Stanley Cup wins. Yes, I lived it. You know, I so like steroids bonds. You know, some of the best baseball played was during that era, even though it gets frowned upon now. No one seemed to mind then, and now it's an issue. Well, the only one that kept saying it was Bob Costas is like, isn't this obvious? That yeah. Way? And everyone, yeah. Got, everyone got mad at him. Like, shut up, Bob. Yeah. Zip it, Bob. Everyone hates Bob. Stop hating on Bob. Oh, that, well, they don't hate Bob. No. No. Nope. Some people do. Yeah. Well, they're they're idiots. Yeah. His job is to talk. He, he's he he tells it like it is. He's he's not like mainstream news guy. He's. The real deal. Listen, he got to start an ABA doing broadcasting, ABA basketball on a team that no one remembered and no one went to. Yeah, he, the the spirit of St. Louis. They were a horrible basketball team. They were known to just party, like party their brains out. These guys would be wasted in the game. There would be two thousand people in the arena. He's broadcasting to an empty arena and a no no fan base. Mm. There he was, you know. I didn't know. You but told you gotta me cut, all that. You got to cut your teeth somewhere. I missed the ABA part. Oh yeah, before. no, that's where you got to start. You know, huh. start as a basketball broadcaster. Yeah. Yep. Doing play by play. Hey, uh, Jimmy. Uh, very good prediction. Yep. Now, uh, we had uh, myself and Jimmy. We spoke. I I gave him a special assignment because. We're trying to figure out why the managers in baseball keep wearing uniforms. I mean, they're not playing the game. It's not like they go on the field, they grab the ball, and they're like tagging people out or all of a sudden they're, you know. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what rule Major League Baseball saying these managers have to wear a uniform, you know. Uh, There is no rule. Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Jimmy is in the New York area by – Major League Baseball headquarters. Oh, did you did you venture in, Jimmy? Can you please explain what happened with Major League Baseball this week for our <clears throat> listening audience? Okay, uh, here here's the thing. So come closer. Yeah, unfortunately, um, because of a busy schedule, Jimmy the Woke has a really busy schedule. I wasn't able to get to the MLB headquarters, but the good thing is I can still call them. Juice box and cookies are important. I can still call them through uh, my my cell phone, and uh, so that's why I did. And um, I uh, I called them, and you know I I said, hey, my name's Jimmy the Woke, <laughs> and I ask you a question. That's where it went wrong, right there. 
and that's where it went wrong. And uh, after I asked that question, they ended up saying, have a nice day, and hanged up on me. That's not very nice. Where, <laughs> where, where are these people's manners? Day. They hanged up? What do you mean they hanged up? They hanged up on me. You know what? Maybe, I would have just they, hung up on you. But anyway. Yeah, that's what no, I was just no. saying. Maybe they hung up on you. I no, no, up. they hanged up. That means they were uh, mad. No, they did it in the past. Oh, when they, Yeah, <laughs> when, when you get hanged up on, that means they're mad. Because they... they... <laughs> I think, you know, I think you uh, should actually go to the MLB headquarters because the schedule's free and... Jimmy the Wolf will be going to uh, headquarters maybe uh, tomorrow. 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 Okay, tomorrow's Wait, Saturday. Tomorrow. Major League tomorrow. Baseball hung up on me tomorrow. Wait, hold on. All I, I love heard, you tomorrow. I heard silence and then tomorrow. What came before the tomorrow? Jimmy the Wolf's going Yesterday. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. He's going to go where? Major League Baseball headquarters. Mm. All right. All right. So next week, Jimmy, just give us the scoop on what happens down there, okay? Okay. All oh, right. I see. A phone is hanged, but an elephant is hung. <laughs> oh, my I understand now. And how. Okay. I want to thank J Jimmy. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, but when you see Subway, you know, have him uh, jump on the show when he can, okay? Oh, oh. Let me bring him in. Let me bring him in. Okay, good. Oh, my. Oh, oh, my. 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 Oh, I'm trying to be positive, so I, 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 you know. Hey, hey, Subway, did you see who was on uh, WWE Raw this week, just hanging out in the stands? Uh, Big Mike would like this. I actually did not. Ah, it was Coil of Joy. Oh yeah, who is who is pounding a beer? To the delight of the audience so, and uh, Dale Jr. That's pretty awesome. So Corey LaJoy, there was a little crossover with Corey LaJoy and AJ Styles. So really? Corey went to a WWE event, AJ Styles. <laughs> oh, uh, that was shit. That was oh my an God. accident. Someone just had. Hey, I just had an accident. I did too. My computer just made boom booms. <laughs> And uh, AJ Styles was at a NASCAR event. I believe it was at the Roval. Oh, nice! Is he so, related to uh, Harry Styles, that real uh, superstar? No. He's a crap. So he's a crap. I'm gonna kick his ass. Maybe, when yeah. he found out like that's his dad. So, uh, so Lejoy was pounding a beer. Oh yeah, he was. Lejoy, Lejoy's a guy you'd want to hang out with. So is Junior. They're like normal dudes. Yeah. Well. LaJoy actually won the modified race at Martinsville oh, did last he? night. Yeah, 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 so it's a big deal. He's got a he's never run a modified. Did so he Corey LaJoy live in a junior's uh, house for a bit when he first um, came up? Was that him? 
You know what? It's big Ed, I think there's a story about that. Yeah. I, I believe I thought I heard it on the podcast on the first season yeah, on yeah. his podcast. On uh, I think Penny's LaJoy's podcast. No, no, on, no, no. He was on Junior's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were friends, and they'd hang out and drink beers, and then he wound up living there when he started coming up through the ranks, and uh, you know. Anyway, so I think that makes sense that they'd be hanging out together. Yes. So that's kind of cool. I missed that on Monday. Yes. Yeah, no, it's pretty fun. I was like, oh, all right. That was a nice little surprise. That's a nice little surprise. Right? Where were they Monday night? Um, oh, now, now I'm going to forget. And then oh, uh, the, uh, the Miz, I told, like, uh, he just started making fun of Dale Jr. the second he came Raleigh, out. Raleigh, not Raleigh. Oh, yeah. Raleigh, they, they, Raleigh no, no, they were in Charlotte. They were in Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah so right Charlotte. there. Those oh, guys yeah. live in Mooresville, so yeah. that's a half hour away. So, you know, the Miz got everyone all teed off. Making fun of Jr.? Yeah. Damn, why'd I miss that, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Junior was on there and LaJoy. I like Corey LaJoy. Not, not not long. They were just in the audience. Yeah, they, they didn't uh, they just got... in for bits, but you know, they were they were an audience, so that was kind of cool crossover. That's pretty cool. Okay. Dale looked like he was having a good time. Yeah. He's a regular guy. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Dale, uh, and speaking of baseball, yes, on his podcast three weeks ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. Ned Yost was on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great, great, great uh, he's, he's interview. He's a good baseball guy. He's been around for a while. He was very good friends with uh, Dale Sr., and that was the whole purpose of having, having <coughs> Ned Yost on, and he told a lot of Dale Sr. stories. Yeah, see, Dale Sr. had some interesting friends that were not – racers yes dale was a big braves fan so that brought him and ned that's how they became friends oh yeah so uh was it a couple weeks ago the football night in america or where where were we watching uh but it was like a a pregame but it maybe maybe it was a, a thursday night game uh and they had dale jr and they were asking about the redskins you're like oh you mean the um, as it was, I'm sorry. One. Football team. I like that name better than the Commanders. The Commanders. But so as I was, as I was, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, so the football uh, Washington Commanders, and they're like, "You live in North Carolina?" He's like, "Yeah, I grew up. There was no football team here. Yeah, you know, we had Tar Heels. You know, that's a basketball team. The closest thing they had. Yeah, and he, and he was saying his mom was uh, from the Arlington area, so he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a Washington fan." And then he's like talking about Art Monk and. You know, you're going back to the the fun bunch in the 80s when Washington was the team, when Joe Gibbs was coaching there. And then the other football players like, oh, yeah, you know what's up. Like when he said Art Monk, like the football players were like in love with Dale Jr. Gave Dale a little respect. Like, all right, Art Monk. Yeah, Ricky Sanders. All right. It was a pregame. Oh, it was pregame. Yeah, but I I can't remember if it was like a Monday night or uh, – I mean – Shoot, Washington doesn't do a lot of primetime games, but he was on there before, and it was. And then you're like, "Damn, he's small next to his football players." Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of the racers, like Lejoy's tall. Oh, someone was giving him crap. He's like, "Why are you racers, little guys?" Like one of the football yeah. players. It's it's just like just like jockeys. Yep, they're lighter. Yep. So. Anyway, listen to that podcast with Ned Yost. That's a that was very 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 good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. 
I like a lot of life lessons in there. I like when he has the older guys. Yeah. They tend for me to be more. I, I enjoy that too. I enjoy that too. I love I love the old school stories. Taking templates and rubbing them on the ground, you know, to knock off a sixteenth of an inch for a nose for a nose deal. Well, like when he had Jerry Glanville on, because Glanville and Senior were, were good friends. friends as well. Yeah, he had some great stories, and then Glanville's telling a story about how like Senior spun him out, you know, because he was just like he was annoyed about something that Glanville did, and uh, you know. I mean, Glanville had some funny stuff. I mean, he's just a funny guy. I mean, what a character. Jerry Glanville was also in a Confederate Railroad video. <laughs> he was everywhere. I mean, the guy leaves tickets for Elvis at Will Call the whole time he was coaching. I mean, you got to love that. <laughs> he did. He left two tickets for Elvis at Will Call at every football game. Yeah. I mean, you got to You got to respect that. You know, he, he's committed to a character and That's hilarious. it's the man in black. Absolutely. Here come the man in black. No, 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 no. Oh my. Oh boy. What happened to the audio? <laughs> well, the, the audio was slowed down. You've been, drink, like been drinking or something. Yeah, it was like could have been. It was like uh, that that version they listen out in the Houston rappers with the scissor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that, that's how you tamper. That's how you tamper my song. Hey, you know, Big Ed, you'd probably enjoy this. So I'm shopping with Sweet Melissa, uh, and like, hey, cold cuts, and you know, in these Publixes, they have like the cold cuts ready to go. The boar said pre-slice, just grab and go, right? I'm like, hey. Uh, Tur turkey breast, right? She's like, yeah, all right. I grab, grab a packet and we get home. And then she's texting me a day later. She's like, the turkey's weird. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what it's, was weird about it? Well, it's mortadella. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't turkey at all. How come everybody knows what that is except me? And I was like, all right, well, it's like, what is that? I'm like, first off, it's I like the gabagool, you know, but uh, a little different. Um, it's mortadella. Mortadella, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a classic. should be on the same shelf as Gabagool. Yeah, yes. it would it's be. It's Baloney's cousin, I think. Well, listen, listen. Do not. So what your Publix? If it's got a, that's a good Publix. If they, they had that pre-cut, if they have a pre-cut, that's a good one. Mine doesn't have a pre-cut. We got. I just have the standard. We got a lot of uh, Northeast Italians. Yeah, that are, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mine, we don't have that. You got to go to the counter to get. Did the you see the uh, Gabagool Halloween? Oh, outfit? That is amazing. Oh yeah, that, that's going on the Twitter immediately. What? That's amazing. The Gabagool costume. You can just dress up really? like some gabagool. You can dress up like a, a cold cut. <coughs> I'm still choking from laughing. Oh. Right. oh. Excuse me. 911. It looked very delicious. Yeah. Hi, 911. Yeah, she's dying of laughing. So if somebody dresses up like gabagool, somebody dresses up like a hoagie roll, and then somebody dresses up like some mustard. And then they have a car salesman outfit, too. Did you see that one? Oh, God. Yeah, no. I gotta go. I gotta go find it. I'll send it to you guys. Did this he guy, have a, this guy Joe Bindles, send it. He owns a. He has a dealership on Long Island. Someone I grew up with. Did the costume have a plaid blazer? No, I'm gonna find it. Huh. 
Oh, you know what? I wanted to ask Subway. I heard that uh, somebody was keeping you up late texting during the Yankee game. Is is there some truth to that? What are you talking about, Willis? I heard from the ultimate Karen in the morning you were complaining that uh, some Uncle Big Ed kept you up late texting. I, 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 I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say complaining. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. But no. you know, the ultimate maybe the ultimate Karen. She's making it up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What? <sighs> I was busy taking Mercedes to downtown, so. Oh, God. He <laughs> took her to Brown Town? Pound Town, not Brown Town, Pound Town. What does that mean? Any Sweet Melissa, think about it. I don't have a clue. Do I, do I have to explain it to you? Touch your nipple, okay? That'll help you figure it out. Pound. Oh, dear. Your areola, I'm sorry, you like to call it. Sweet Melissa, you are innocent, aren't you? Innocent. Is that a real costume or something? And, <laughs> and my follow-up question is: What are you going to do if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees? I don't care. Y you don't? No, no, I don't care. I, you know what? You think they should fire Cashman? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, if he, I mean, how can you leave, let him leave like that? I mean, sixty-two home runs, and then he just leaves for. He almost let Derek Jeter leave, who was, I don't know, Hall of Famer, Mister Yankee of of uh, this century. You almost let him go. Yeah, no, Cashman did. Cashman did. Yeah, that was and and, and he broke and he broke the uh, the non the NDA they had the non disclosure. Oh, amazing! Oh yeah, amazing. I mean, you know what? I'll say this: uh, Cashman is a bum uh, judge. Uh, I don't care what he does. Uh, I would rather you go to his office than MLB's office because I could probably Google right. why they don't wear uniforms. You know what? I'll, I'll say this. If Subway Slam was not... I'll listen to this. If, if the Subway Slam were not in the off-Broadway off industry, then he would be <laughs> taking... He would be trying to take over the GM role for the New York Yankees. And we can try... And, you know, I would try and fix that team uh, to be actually successful. So... You mean... You wouldn't be, you know, too busy taking Mercedes to Pound Town? Correct. Okay. Would you ever take it to Brown Town? <laughs> Would you go to Brown Town? Wait, yeah, that, uh, Brown Town in Alaska. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I mean, Brown Town. They're, yeah. they're still trying to survive up there without the old yeah. man. It's a, They're a complete mess right now, Casey. They're funny to watch. Oh God! You always have the like old the man. Way. The old man died, you know. Yeah, I heard. So they moved these two by fours, uh, tying a rope. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, like they made a zip line, right? And yeah, that's how they were wow. moving these ropes. And they come flying down this mountainside. Yeah. And I was like, they're, they're they're like Bush, the Bushmen of Alaska, and Who like is? the the brown people, the Browns. They're, yeah, they have brown town. They're hell-bent on surviving up there. They're gonna wind up dying of something, like starv <laughs> starvation, cold. I don't know. Do you take a pick of whatever uh, bear? <laughs> the one kid's like, he gets upset. He just climbs a tree and you're like, all right. <laughs> well, he does like a little tumble first. Yeah. He, yeah. I tum he tumbles, pops up and. Uh... Yeah. I, I just caught an episode and they were moving these two by fours. 
uh, from from a house that collapsed, you know, so they're going <laughs> to use the wood again. So I'm it's thinking, recycling. how good is it? Yeah, yeah, Big Mike, there's recycling and then it's like rebuilding, okay? We use new material because there's a reason why this house collapsed. We have to shave the wood and, and their Alaskan accent. You know how they talk? Like Alaskans? I, they just have a weird dialect, the whole family. Just just those eight people. The rest of the, the, the state does not. Hey, you know, like talking about weird TV things, I, I was watching, We, I don't know, we, we had Seinfeld on in the background and, you know, they, it's constantly on TV on something, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you, you ever hear that thing like where they talk about like the Simpsons predicted something, there's always something on an internet thing. Yeah. Like, hey, Simpsons predicted this or that. And I mean, shit, they've been on for longer than 60 minutes. So I guess they're bound to get it Predict right. something. So we're watching a Seinfeld. <clears throat> It's season five, like around 93. And the the main premise of the episode is that Elaine's dating a guy that's got the name of a serial killer. and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? No, 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 no. But like whatever the guy's name, say Jeff Goldstein, right? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever his name was. And uh, it just made her uncomfortable. So she's trying to suggest hey, you should change your name. She's reading something like NFL Game Day magazine. And she's like, Dion, Dion, that's a popular name, you know, uh, Dion Goldstein or whatever. Oh, like, boy. Yeah, and whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, you know what's another good name? OJ. OJ. That's a name. <laughs> listen, this is OJ. This is a year before any shit went down. I was like, what the fuck? I mean – I don't even know if Seinfeld, uh, they knew how funny they were and that, that, that one aged well, you know, sometimes jokes don't age well. That one aged well. Yes. You know what? Speaking of, uh, OJ, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, he was at one point in the battle of the network stars, a very popular. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a very popular running back too, by the way. I'm getting to the Battle Network stars because, you know, the big dog. Uh, yes, the big, the big dog, dog loves his, uh, <laughs> his seven. Starts. First, he's got to watch Welcome Back Cotter before he does it. And then a little uh, Columbo and then a uh, mm -hmm. little Wonder Woman and then Battle of the Network stars. Yeah, so. Which I respect. Uh, that's a good TV lineup. Yes. He, um, <laughs> the big dog. Has, uh, is is planning on making me an OJ Simpson shirt, and I plan, oh. on, I plan on wearing it um, in public. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm wearing it in public. Oh, uh, there aren't many else places to wear it except home, right? Yeah. Well, I I will be I, I will be uh, wearing it, and let's see how. Uh, will you wear it? With, maybe on the back you could say I loved I heart Yankees. Uh, what does it have to do with OJ Simpson? Well, you could do two things at one time. Show your pride, right? Because that's your team, right? Even though they lost, yeah. Even though their biggest star, he hit a little, he little a little dribbler, yeah. and you know what he did? You know, you know what upset me more than anything that he just trotted. He didn't even try to run it out. Yeah. That's uh, is that you think he's worth uh, sixty-two homers and a big paycheck because of that? 62 homers and uh, yeah but the last at bat their last chance to stay alive it hits a dribbler 
instead of trying to run it out, which is a small possibility because it happens, base hit. Ask Mookie Game. Wilson. Yeah, game's still alive. Ask Mookie Wilson. Yeah. Casey, did you see the last out? Yeah. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I was like, all right, let's see this guy. I wanted to see this guy, you know. He reminded me of A-Rod in the clutch. 643. Yeah. No, that's not his area code. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh that's that that's the rod in the clutch. I, I don't get why they just love him on TV. I, again, he's a guy when he talks, he talks like he's never watched a game ever. It's it's so Yeah, good. but even it's even funny. his delivery is horrible, his voice. He doesn't have a TV voice. You know what I mean? Not even close. It's like his nads haven't dropped yet, you know? Well, he's the guy that in Wayne's world, he's that ice cream. He's praline yeah. dick. He's praline mm, dick. Delicious. <laughs> well. All right. It's not a, okay. <laughs> She's like, that must have been the 32nd flavor. Yeah. That's Ben and Jerry's ripoff. Casey, you guys going to have to watch that scene, pull that scene for her so she understands. Yes, we'll, we'll uh, pull that up here. In a I guess uh, we, we were talking about that today at the old, at the uh, at the water cooler at the Cito. Yes. If you have to take longer to explain the joke to someone, then... <laughs> Just move on to the next joke. Yeah, yeah. Leave the pause. They said take your... They say lick your finger and then rub your areola. Mm. Okay, if you don't get the joke, that's what you do. And then take it to Pound Town. <laughs> Pound Town. Or yeah. Brown Town. <laughs> Brown Town if you want to you know, live in a different climate. You, you have options. There's the old nipple swirl. They call it the swirl. You can Pound Town or Brown Town. It's your choice. Multiple choice, folks. That's what that's we it. have here on Warm Beer in the Cheap it, Seats. It's a weird version of the movie, uh, I don't know, that one with Keanu Reeves and that bus. <laughs> what do you oh, do, kid? Uh, Speed. Oh, uh, speed. What do you do? Pop quiz. Do you go to Pound Town? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or D, all of the above is acceptable. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Now, if people wanted to go to Pound chime Town. in and go to Pound Town, Casey, how would they reach us? Well, if you want to find out the directions of Pound Town, uh, you can ask us on Twitter at Beer Seats, or you can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. There you got it, folks. There you got you it. said com. Yeah. Not .net. Nope. No. Or .gov. No, definitely not .org. Oh, God, you beat me to the punch because we are not <laughs> educational. You want to lose a few IQ points if you listen, listen to, to the our show, show regularly. Yes. We're not here to sharpen any skill. Unless unless you're here to gamble. And Jimmy the Woke, he's probably going to be right. So, you know. Just so put some money, money, folks. Put some money. Or you want some useless trivia on rock and roll. We can help you out there. Yes. Or if you want to learn how Rolling Stone was consistently wrong in the history of rock and roll. Wait. Yes. Wait. This <laughs> Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. You know what? Actually, speaking of Rolling Stone, I kind of want to rant about Rolling Stone for just one second. Please do. Yeah. Okay. So I've said this 
multiple times, Motley Crue should be in the Hall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Rolling Stone hates them. And now yes. they hate. He hates all metal. He hates all metal. But you look at what I don't know if you heard the news that Mick Mars is now retiring from touring. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? His back is like fused. His back now. is killing him. He's like seventy years old, which I actually thought he was younger than that. No, no, he's way older. He was he was older to the guys even in in the eighties. You know what I mean? He was already in his thirties. Right. Yeah, because uh, compared to the youngest member, which is Tommy Lee, eleven years. Uh, yeah, he's probably my age. Uh, yeah, I I think so. Um, so he's got Mick Mars has a condition where the the spine starts fusing like cement. Yeah. Okay. So he that's like calcifying. Yes, and he can't bend. He can't move. If you ever look at his mic stand, it is it's a like a parody of his back. Yeah. On on stage, and I happened to see them the last time I seen them. I think it was in '05, and they were on they were on their game. Yeah. So I'm glad this, uh, that I got to see him. Uh, and that, that's when they were start. They started treating him because he went yeah, years without it. He was just a recluse for many years. Yeah. Before see, he went back to tour. I'll, I'll say this. The um, please do. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, we've talked you about say this when you did your rock and roll <laughs> retrospective of Doctor Feelgood and great album. You did say like. I did ask, like, do you recommend going to a concert with Motley Crue? And you kind of said it would be hit or, hit or miss because of yes. Vince Neil's uh, vocals. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the point of going to a Motley Crue concert now? Because I kind of want to, like, I've always wanted to see, like, all four uh, classic members, like, playing it out. But now that Mick Mars is retiring and I get, like. When is he retired? I, I know it's soon. I don't know a date. Maybe uh, the big dog can take you to the, you know. Well, like, what's the point? Because, like, I don't think there's a point of going to a Motley Crue concert now. Also, I don't know. Not with an attitude like that. You just got to be positive. Oh. Uh, 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 okay. Good job, Melissa. Oh, you can't. Ah, ah, ah. Good job, Melissa. Oh, my goodness. Here it comes. <laughs> Something's wrong with the audio. Listen to it. Looks like he had too much NyQuil before the show. <laughs> he's still trying. Hey, he's, try he's still trying to be positive. So you, you know what he I mean. Just, well, that was the night he had to sing it in baritone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, that, I think that was the day after uh, Big Ed kept him up late. Yeah, texting. so I, I still, like, even then, I don't know what Vince Neil I would still get if I go to a Motley Crue concert because he's either going to be really good with his voice or really bad. So I don't, like, what's the point of going to a Motley Crue concert with, we don't know, like, with Vince Neil and with no... It's like gambling. You don't know you're going to win. You want to win. And I'm not willing to take a gamble. And I feel like the only time McMars is going to play with Motley Crue, again, is when they perform on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, which I don't think that's ever going to happen, uh, because I don't, I don't know when they're going to get inducted anytime soon. But who knows? They, they honestly could get inducted like any time. I mean, you look at Kate. Yeah. Bush, Kate Bush is going to literally get in in 2023. I'm not kidding. And yeah, that's. 
I don't know anyone that owns an album of hers, so yeah, she's no, very deserving. No, it's all those Stranger Things, all those Stranger Things fan, fanboys, fangirls, whatever. They, they, them, what? No, nah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know uh, Dolly Parton's a class act because she turned hers down, and yeah, she is trying to get Robert Plant and Jimmy Page together to do a rock and roll album. I just read that today. With her? Yes. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Awesome. Can you imagine they're fucking banging out the immigrant song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking tits will fall out of her fucking saddle. <laughs> I was gonna say she has something on her side that might help. If she Pace. wants to do a rock and roll album, she was going to recruit Boom. Plant and Page. Speaking of, of rock and roll and country music, we lost a oh yes, great I person. We didn't. Jerry awesome. Lee passed. Yes. The killer, man. Come he on. was a very colorful guy, and he he kind of shot himself in the foot early on, you know? Yeah. He was, he was on his way. He was, was going to be bigger than Elvis. Oh, yeah. And, and there was a, a void to fill because Elvis was going into the Army, and he could have been the next, uh, you know. Next big thing. He could have been. Well, what happened, he had married this 13-year-old. His cousin, yes, and he tried to keep it on the yeah. download. And he went when he went to the UK. They it blew they up. Found the out there, and they just did not take. And there it was wasn't no until really the mid '60s when he kind of went like rockabilly blues that he uh, had another breakthrough. And but you know what, the generation didn't take to him like they did Johnny Cash. You know how he just. He wasn't a likable guy. He was a dick. Yeah, yeah Jerry yeah. Lee was kind of rough. He was uh, a dick. He, yeah, well, that's kind of that bio. He wasn't positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't he also try to kill Elvis? Like, wasn't he arrested at Graceland at one point? Uh, I don't know that to be true. There was there was a story, and I just read this. Uh, I yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, Subway. You, yeah. you're, it's, it's a real deal. I, I don't know, Big Ed. I I, I I've heard it. But wait, you're talking about Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis, the killer oh, man. All I heard was Jerry Lee, and I'll that's all you got to say that. is Jerry Lee. Oh no! no. Yeah. My firstborn yeah, son he, will be named Jerry Lee. Yeah, he he got arrested in Graceland. And Probably not, to, but it sounds good. And just know, tell him to stay away from his cousin; he'll be good. Yeah, and you know, I I I watched the uh, Great Balls of Fire movie, the one about him with Dennis, with Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, well done, great, great movie. movie. Yeah, one well that was that movie. was kind of a, another resurgence of him. Yeah, because he did sure. the soundtrack. Top Gun too. Top Gun too with Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, sure, because that brought people who would not have been exposed to Jerry Lee Lewis to hear his exp- music. exposed them to his music and. Jerry Lee got another breath of life. Yep. Yeah. You know, he was still performing. He performed around here about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I didn't go to the concert and I'm very upset. Had you ever seen him live? No. Mm. But a big fan. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he just got in the Country Music Hall of Fame this year with this uh, is correct. Yeah, he just got in. They just did the ceremony like a month or two ago. Wow. Jerry yes. Lee's oh. country music career was pretty strong. Really? Yeah, very, very strong. Hmm. Right, late '60s through the through the '70s. But yeah, I was I was coming back from lunch and I heard that. 
I heard that on NASCAR radio. In fact, that was breaking news. Oh, they, they were talking about NASCAR radio. They were talking about wow. it on NASCAR radio. That's when you know you crossed over. That's right. Man, I, got back from, I got back from the zoo when I heard of this. What so. were you doing at the zoo? Taking it to Pound Town? <laughs> taking it to Pound Town? Yep. Or were you visiting yep, family members? Well, I think he was trying to know the difference between hanged and hung. And hung. Oh. Yeah. He saw the elephant. He goes, oh, that's hung. Oh, so they <laughs> hanged up on me. Oh. The commissioner hanged up on me. But boy, that elephant, he's fucking hung. Oh, my. And the poop the size of a basketball. Incredible. I should have taken a picture. The, the, poop, the poop was the size of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, I'm telling you. Dude, the, big, I, I, the biggest thrill I had at the circus we were watching. We were at the garden. You watched the elephant's poop? The ele- the, listen, the elephant pooped, right? And there was a guy that came out and shoveled it up, and that's what I'm pointing to, you know, my father. I was probably like 10 years old, and I thought that was the greatest thing. That the guy had to come out. While they're performing, the guy's got to shovel the shit up. With, and he had like a snow shovel. It wasn't like a little spade shovel. It was a snow shovel, you know, the wide blade. Yeah, because it's elephant shit. Yeah. I was like, that's like a basketball coming out of his asshole. <laughs> See, they should have fed it to the clowns and the audience would have went wild. Yeah, fill up the clown car. Hey, ha, 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 here's my joke. That's the greatest show on earth, everyone. Elephants taking a shit. But then they banned the elephants from the circus. So now a guy has to take a shit. <laughs> which is Well, actually, now that guy's unemployed because you don't have because to shovel up the shit in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yeah, elephant shits and the kids applause i shit now i gotta knock on my neighbor's door and you know you know so, i shit i go to jail yeah. Yeah. shit so he gets a round of applause i don't get yeah. it there's just no and of course mr world. big ed said aren't you glad your old man doesn't shovel shit like that <laughs> <laughs> he, had to, he had to point that out too the last thing before he before i got done being excited about this that's like, mr yeah. big ed for you yeah well, stand by. Oh, shit. Big, Big Ed, rock and roll, retro. You know what? You, you, you timed it at 21.12 again. I guess nobody gets it, right? Rush 21.12. Well, yeah, Rush 21.12. I said yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Tonight we're doing some of Casey's influences growing up from the uh, Duke boy of Nessaquag. So uh, he suggested Led Zeppelin II, 1969. Led Zeppelin II is the second studio album by the English rock band Led Zeppelin, released on October 22nd, 1969. The recording sessions for the album took place at several locations in on the UK and North America from January to August of 69. This was recorded on the road. They just would rent studio space or studio time when they were uh, done with the gig. The album was a sound explosion to the band's ever-spewing musical style of blues-derived material and the guitar riff-based sound. It has been described as the band's heaviest album. 
Six of the nine songs were written by the band, while other three were re uh, re reinterpretations of Chicago blues songs by Willie Dixon and Howlin' Wolf. One single, Whole Lot of Love, was released outside the UK, and the band would not release any singles in the UK during their career. And that peaked as a top 10 single over a dozen markets around the world. <clears throat> Led Zeppelin II was a commercial success. It was the band's first album to reach number one on the charts in the UK and the US. The album's cover design by David Juniper was nominated for a Grammy Award uh, by, for a Best Recording Package in 1970. On November 15, uh, 1999, the album was certified 12 times platinum for surpassing sales of 12 million copies since its release. Various writers and music critics have regularly cited Led Zeppelin II as one of the greatest and most influential albums of all time. Even John Mendelssohn of Rolling Stone in December of 69 said, this is one fucking heavyweight of an album. He also says, I listened to it on mescaline grass and it was just mind boggling as before. I must admit, I haven't listened to it straight yet. I don't think a group this heavy is best enjoyed that way. In a Duke boy state of mind, I can agree with that. Led Zeppelin are John Bonham on drums, backing vocals, John Paul Jones, bass, guitar, organ, backing vocals, Jimmy Page, guitars, backing vocals, and Robert Plant, lead vocals and harmonica. The album was produced by Jimmy Page and Eddie Kramer. This album goes right to business with Whole Lot of Love, an old Willie Dixon tune arranged by the group and is one of the most powerful riffs and shows Jimmy Page a force to be reckoned with on guitar with the two-minute interlude with Jimmy making sounds never heard before from a Les Paul. Then at the three-minute and four-second mark, the band comes back with an ambush on your eardrums and my boy Bobby's vocals shows why he was the king in 1970s and John Paul Jones' bass assault is no joke. What is and what should never be, John Paul Jones really shows how smooth and effortless he sounds on this song of romance. Supposedly, it's about Plant's wife's sister. And you can hear the signature Bonham drumbeat developing as well as a great song overall. And if you find the live version on How the West Was Won, you can really appreciate the skill needed to play this little gem. The Lemon Song, a slow tempo blues track that really picks up the pace during the chorus and John Bonham with the short burst of Phil's and John Paul Jones' quick finger picking will have you bouncing in your seat. They even get the lemon running down your leg. Yes, did you see Lucy? John Paul Jones and, bon and John Bonham are definitely in sync during, during uh, Bobby's rap. Thank you shows the softer side of the group and I'll read an excerpt from Chris Cornell from the Howard Stern Show in 2011. To me, it was kind of most uncharacteristic of other stuff on that album. It sounds like a 60s pop song to me, you know, the way they have it arranged. It's almost like it would have been with any other band, but would have been their biggest hit. But because it was Led Zeppelin and the album was so unbelievable, it was their second album. Almost kind of passed over it. Chris Cornell in the Harwood Stern Show, 2011. Heartbreaker, five heavy chords and one of the most recognizable Zeppelin riffs. More notably, the guitar solo in the middle, and when the band comes back, they're a little more aggressive on the riffs, and drum kit rolls right into the second single of the album, Living and Loving, She's Just a Woman. These guys sound like they've been playing together for years, when in reality, it had been less than two years, and this was recorded on the road between gigs. That is how this one was wrote. It's about an annoying groupie, Jimmy's least favorite song, it was never played live. Ramble On, this is uh, one of my favorite, and was a nickname I had growing up in high school.
A great song, musically challenging for John Paul Jones and plants lyrics about Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and Bilbo Baggins' Stay at the Rivendell and Journey That Lies Ahead. I love the way the song trails off and Plant is still singing his way into the next track. Moby Dick's an instrumental with a five-minute drum solo. Any rock and roll enthusiast would be able to name that song just by hearing any part of the solo. One of the most iconic drum solos live from the song remains the same. And when the band kicks back in, it is certainly pleasing to the ear. And John Bonham shows no sign of fatigue and keeps heating the drums harder and faster than before. And if you really want to see a cool-looking display, go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They got John Bonham's drum kit from that solo at the Garden. Bring It On Home, as good as any Zeppelin and probably the top, in the top, my top five of heavy rock and Zeppelin jams. This, too, is a Willie Dixon song. The song really gave Zeppelin a heavy rock title along with A Whole Lot of Love. A four-minute song and packs a mean punch and really summarizes Zeppelin pure talent and raw energy. I'll cut to the chase on this one. I give this five Montecitos. The Duke boy of Nesquag could not get enough of this and treated his time in Nesquag as if it was his shire and being on adventure with his other hobbits and is generally enjoying spirits and song. I am Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Excellent. I want to have second breakfast after hearing that review. Isn't that the first five? For sure. Five? That's the first five. That is the first five-star review. Um, oh, yeah. It, it has to be. It, oh, yeah. No, it, it is. I mean, you've had uh, quite a few four and a halfs. It's this, no this, shape, this shaped rock and roll for, for generations to come. Well, this shape- it, it, it did it all. And by the way, they reconciled with every one of these bluesmen, and they wrote like a little, uh, not really an apology, but just to kind of explain themselves on how the West was won. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot of, and this is, and not saying it was right, but a lot of uh, white bluesmen, you know, they, they took ideas and risks from these guys. And uh, these guys didn't make any money. You know, Willie yeah. Dixon, Howlin' Wolf, and they paid them off and they gave them writing credits. Yeah. So now they get royalties when these songs are played or bought. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't even know where to begin and how this shaped my listening. This was the fir- one of the first albums I bought with my own money. It was Led Zeppelin too? Huh. Yeah. And I could not listen to it enough. Me and D'Lo listen to this almost every day. They used to call me Ramble On Lou Bauer in school because I, <laughs> I would I would I would get high and I would just start fucking rambling. You know? <laughs> right. Dan Cunningham gave me that nickname. Like the two times I was high ever, that's what I did. You're the only other person I've ever heard say that. So there you got it. There you have it, gang. Ramble on. Ramble on. Ramble on. Yeah, I, I always – well, I mean, obviously I had you do this album because I heard this a lot growing up, uh, and this kind of shaped a lot of stuff that I liked later on as far as uh, hard rock. Um, Look, you listen to uh, Bring It On Home. It's as good as any rock and roll song. It's the fastest four minutes in rock and roll. Yeah, but what I like about it's it's the perfect punctuation to such of possibly the greatest sophomore effort. In the it pontificates of the, the whole thing, you know. 
it just wraps it up in a perfect little bow. It starts out with a little harmonica, a little slow uh, blues riff, and yep. then uh, it just helps. Like, it's like train, train. You get yeah. the you get the mic and then all of a sudden, you know, you just get that fucking riff. Now, if you listen, if you want to hear a really good live Zeppelin recording, if you listen to, okay, I'll, let me backtrack. If you listen to yeah. the song remains the same. Sure. I, it's probably one of the worst live recordings ever. And they, they admit to that now. They tell you that we were off that night. They were beat up. They had done their fifth night in a row. So what, what Paige did is he, he cherry picked songs from that tour that same tour and threw on a couple others what is and what should never be you listen to that live and yeah. be like you know to, to hear it live and them nailing it is just gives me chills or bring it on home what is and what should never be i think is my favorite song on that album that's uh i i don't i mean i they I mean, they every, do that every live song the gym. every it's, song yeah, there's there's not a dead track, and I like that Jimmy Page said that "Living, Loving, Made" is is his least favorite and refused to play it live. <laughs> well, it's funny I, that was not that was. Make sure you listen back to the very intro because there's a little uh, Easter egg to "Living, Loving, Made" for you there, Big Ed. So, all right, that's the reason why people, if you come in late. Just download and listen back. We plant Easter eggs in there. Easter eggs in November. Yeah, it's a little early, but yeah. hey, you know. hey, it's never never too late for an Easter egg. Never too late or too early. Die away, die those Easter eggs. Yes. Now, if you're hiding Easter eggs around your house, you need to find them. Yeah, because they'll be stinky. Yeah, they're gonna smell. Yeah. Don't step on them. Now, um, now we're talking about things around the uh, the Duke boy of Nissaquag and 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 what I was hearing from him. I I have one more album, and then I think we need to you know change directions. And we sure sure you know, and I have a few ideas we could do off off air. But I think this last album for now, um, um, it. it it's got to be Rush Moving Pictures. I think that's like of the triumvirate of the three albums, you know, that that we've done. You know, if you go uh, Zeppelin Two, ACDC, Dirty Deeds Done Cheap, Rush. Those Moving are all. Those were all in rotation in the upstairs for sure, and in the basement. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now a story of walking into uh, a room with two older brothers that were in midst of a hot and heated debate mm -hmm. of Zeppelin and rush. And mm -hmm. I'm not just having situational awareness. I'm just going to get drug into it. And the only one that loses that debate is just me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know why they both can't win, you know? Okay. They're both great guys. Can't we all just get along? Hey, they got chocolate milk downstairs. Come on, let's do this. No. There's only a loser. Come on, I got my Gudler downstairs. Let's play yeah. my Gudler. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm wearing a t-shirt to squeeze me. I'm an orange. Do you remember, do you remember yeah. that toy the Guzzler, called Guzzler? <laughs> yeah. Was it supposed to shoot bubbles or something? No, was, no. You put no, a little it was, water in it. And, and, the, and, it, was, and it was a car. Yeah. Oh, different cars. yeah, that's yeah. right. But he couldn't, Casey couldn't say Guzzler, so he called it Guzzlers. Let's go play <laughs> Guzzlers. 
Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, you know, I was like, hey, let's, you know, chocolate milk downstairs. Hector's hanging out, Ling Ling. You know, let's, let's, come on, guys. Let's, everyone's, everyone's a winner today. No, I was, well, let's go watch the Muppet Show. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're coming along. They're inviting us to watch them. (laughs) Yeah, moving pictures, that'd be a pleasure. Yeah, moving pictures, definitely. That really encapsulates the Duke boy and the adventures, you know? Another sure. one with uh, Neil Perry, the lyricist, used to like to write about the Hobbit as well. Indeed. There was a lot of Hobbit references in Zeppelin too. Oh, yeah. That uh, Ramble On was about, uh, was about, like Bilbo, about Bilbo Baggins after him staying in Rivendell with the elves and partying. Uh now it's time for me to go. But then they wanted to go to, do you remember the dragon that had all the gold in the mountain? Smog. Smog, yeah. Well, that was the elves' mountain, okay? Yes. So he wanted, they wanted to free the mountain for the elves, and that's part of the journey. The Misty Mountain Hop and the, yep. the Ramble On and what have you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... English lore at its best with General Tolkien, you know, just uh, paying homage. You know, I forgot how great this album was. I really did because I haven't really listened to this in years. And I put it on and I feel like, holy shit, I forgot about it. And I, like, I know, I knew it's funny. I, you don't, music like is nice something you don't forget. It's broken in. You're like, yeah. This yeah. Is like- but like, you know, I can't, I can anticipate sounds and nuances. I'm waiting for the change and, you know, I don't know. It was great to listen to. Yeah, I, I had Sweet Melissa listen to it the other night. We're like, we're listening to this album. So we, we had fun music night. Yeah. So did you like it? Yes. Definitely. Can you hear? Her? Yeah, yeah. She, you're okay. coming. In, you're, you're coming in clear tonight. Some nights you're, you're like uh, the slam. Right. But I'm not going to tease you like you. Know. I don't know why I am coming in clear tonight. I, I'm probably you're speaking into the mic, but I don't know. I'm not an engineer. The uh, uh, sweet Melissa is actually on the floor of yeah, Studio C. That's why I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I'm, I feel like she's a little far away from no, the mic. No, I can hear myself. Maybe her voice is hitting the wall, right? You know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, maybe something. It's exactly right. The acoustics of the studio. Are okay, maybe I am an engineer. Yeah. This show's weird, but we like it. Unlike the Subway Slam, who's, you know, turns his head. He thinks he's at the doctor's office. He's going to cough, you know. Cough. <coughs> I had a lady doctor who used to do that to me. I didn't mind. Oh, my God. oh check your giblets? Yeah, check my giblets. I was, that was my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Oh She's like, uh, drop your drawers. You're not supposed okay. to enjoy that. But she, uh, it was fun. Uh, she was kind of hot. It was fun. <laughs> it get funny, my wee wee. She touched my, her wee, that's a doing, my wee wee. She, she touched my balls, not my wee wee. I said, mommy, she touched my wee wee. I said, what you doing? <laughs> Just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't hit the brakes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the accelerator. It's fast. <laughs> by Wee Wee. Yeah, take it to Pound Town. Pound Town. Maybe Pound that should Town. be a segment of the show, Pound Town. <laughs> Pound oh, Town. Pound Town with Subway Slam. We no. we need to look into That's this. That's funny. When I said Brown Town, everyone obviously thought of something else, and I was thinking of those idiots up in Alaska. <laughs> I was thinking yes. about uh, where the brown comes from. Huh. No, no lemonade. No <laughs> oh, round the corner. I'm telling you, we have to write this book. I got the perfect place to display it at Ollie's. Wait, so it's the book about like the clay bony? The, the history of the clay bony? Is that what we're writing a book about? No, but we could we could incorporate the clay bony in this book. Oh, we oh. have to incorporate incorporate the clay I bony. Think it's, I think it'd be about a, a character. Maybe we could make it an animal. You know, like, but, you know, that goes to school and he has a little accident on the bus and he's just, <laughs> he's just pro. And like, you could have seven or eight scenarios where this kid again, he's Wait, in the so playground playing kickball and, you know, he boom booms he again or something. Oh, wait, wait, are there going to be pictures in this book? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. the problem. Right. We need an illustrator. That's why I got to uh, talk to <laughs> Is there going to be like, a, like an episode of like he's falling down and the poop falls into his own mouth? <laughs> no, nothing disgusting like that. Now, that's gross. Oh, okay. No eating poop. But like, you know, like you well, can just see. Because that was one of my books. Someone threw that in there. One of the Charlie Brown books. <laughs> <laughs> they shit in his mouth? Now that's gross. No, I'm talking, you know. Snoopy pissed in his own mouth. <laughs> Would hey, uh, I mean I could see I could see somebody dropping Look I could see somebody dropping a deuce on Woodstock, you know, that'd be funny, you know. <laughs> Snoopy pissed in his own mouth. So how did Snoopy do that? He was just sitting there with his mouth open, and then somebody drew a leader on with the beat. I guess he got the perfect arc, you know, like a fountain, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you got to have somebody dropping a deuce on Woodstock, because that would be too easy. That's, that's comedy gold right there, you know? Casey, you need to find oh, this book. Man, I got to find this book. If you find this book, oh, it'll man. be amazing. It's probably at most local libraries in like the kitty section. It's got, I bet I bet if you rifle through every one of those kids' books in the library, there's going to be one that's been violated with, with fucking cocks and, and, and poop. <laughs> oh, no, it's so funny, but it's so funny. Oh, man. Yep. How good would how good would that book be? How funny oh, would it be? That book would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's shits. Well, guess what? Everybody has accidents too. <laughs> Listen, that's a sequel. I am laughing so hard right now, my face hurts. And I I'm just imagining what's in this book. Let alone if I saw the book. Uh, you're gonna lose your mind. That's comedy gold, man. Yeah. You know, the mom tells the kid to make sure you go to bath freely. The house. I did. I don't have to go. And then he gets on the bus. He's like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, he's not. Oh, and you know, it can, it's such it a problem that teachers know. They're like, make sure you use the bathroom before you go to recess. Okay. He's out there at kickball. <laughs> it's his time to, to, to kick the ball. He's like, uh oh. 
you know? Yeah. It's always a, uh-oh. And it's like a little bubble on his head, you know? Like, he's not saying it, but you know how you get the bubbles? Mm. When you're thinking, he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. And he's getting ready to get, you know, like to really pound one out with the ball. And <laughs> said he pounds out a, a bigger, you know, he's got a, he's prairie. You could see him like prairie dogging, you know? Turtle head popping. Exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, same oh, concept. Excellent. On that note. We better stop talking about this because that DJ in Florida, in Tampa, cocksucker is probably writing a book now as we speak. Yeah. He's probably got an illustrator. Yeah, a real illustrator. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> that looked like a six-year-old did it. You know what I mean? Looked like a, like a, like a bona fide, yeah. talented adult yeah. did it. You know, not not, not someone that <laughs> just drew a little mini dick on Snoopy and had him pee in his mouth <laughs> with a shitty five-point big pen. You know. <laughs> oh boy! All right, yeah, it's time. All right, rush moving pictures. Good night. Hey, Sunny happy Saturday. Halloween, everybody! Yeah, trick or treat. Hey, don't make no, me. Give me something good to eat. <laughs>